2 Timothy chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 1. This know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now, as I read this, I want you all to listen to these words, and I want you to compare these words to the the way you see people behave today. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. Oh, this is where it hurts, y'all. Having a form of godliness. See, up to this point, you might have thought he was talking about just any old casual sinner of the world. But all of a sudden, he brought it down to where it applies to those that are going to church, those that are religious. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. You know what that means? It means don't have anything to do with them. Don't entertain them. Don't keep them in your presence. Don't call them brother or sister from such turn away. Have nothing to do with them. Separate yourself. I want to talk to you all today about choosing to serve God. We read this Scripture and we see a lot of characteristics of the world today, but you know what? The sad thing is we also see a lot of characteristics of those that call themselves Christians. Those that are, especially, let's just focus on this one thing for a moment, where it said disobedient to parents. That's kind of a two-edged sword, because that not only reflects on the children that don't obey their parents, but it also reflects on the parents that didn't make their children mind. And you know, they get to a point where you can't make them mind anymore. It's too late then, ain't it? High-minded. Boasters. Proud. People that think more highly of themselves than they ought to. Unfortunately, there's a lot of those people in the pulpit today. There's a lot of those people that are pastors of churches. Big, huge churches. They think a whole lot more of themselves than they should. What does this have to do with choosing to serve God? Well, if you look at these examples that we're given, if you look at the characteristics of these type of people, it's pretty easy to say that if you're like that, you didn't choose to serve God. You're choosing to serve yourself. In fact, it says in one place there at the end of the the thing I read, it says that they they love pleasure more than God. They love to seek pleasure. The things of this world that would entertain you. 
Things that would just keep you just all excited. And, and man, it's so easy to get bored today, ain't it? My kids don't know what it means to be bored. They think the battery runs out on the Nintendo. Five minutes later, oh, I'm so bored. You ain't even tried to find something to do. See, we don't know what it means to be bored. Because we spend a lot of time seeking after pleasure. Seeking pleasure for ourselves. That's thinking of ourselves, right? Being considerate, thinking more of ourselves than we ought to. Denying the power. Y'all look in verse 15. Having a form of godliness. I'm going to pick on George Bush for a minute. And I'm going to tell y'all, honestly, up to this point, I really thought pretty highly of George Bush. Talking about George W. Bush. But there was an interview with him on TV after... He was out of office. And they asked him all kinds of questions about what he believed. Because, you know, at that point he can, he can kind of talk. Because he's not president. And they asked him several different things. And, you know, if he were a, a real, honest-to-goodness, in the Bible every day like he said he was, Christian... He would have known the answer to these questions. And it wouldn't have been the ones he gave. But they asked him, was the God that he served the same God as the Muslims? And he said, yes. And they asked him how he felt about the Bible. Should you take it literal or was it just a bunch of good stories? And he said, well, I think it's a bunch of good stories. He said, I think some of it's literal, some of it is, but I think it's really just a good guideline. Y'all, I'm trying to tell y'all this today, not to tear this man down, but I'm using this as an example of a form of godliness. You see, he gave off this persona that he was one of those kind of people that got down every morning on his knees and prayed before he ever did anything. And, and you can even ask people, and they did do this, when they would go into meetings, he would, he would make them pray. Said he read his Bible every morning. Where did he miss the truth? Where he had a form of godliness, you see, but he denied the power that the Word of God expressly tells you. My Bible, see, I don't know about y'all, maybe I've got a different version. My Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And here's the real catcher. There's no, no, no loose interpretation here. It says that no man comes to the Father but by Him. It didn't say by Mary or by Muhammad or by Allah, whoever that is. It said through Jesus. And if you say anything other than that, you're denying the power of the Word of God. You know, some people want to be called a Christian because of other reasons. And y'all, I hope George Bush is just misled. 
And really, I think he has good intentions. He just doesn't know the truth, though. He hadn't studied it out. Turn to Matthew chapter 7. I've got this one and then one more scripture I'm going to share with you all today. And I promise you i got a point. You all just have to stay with me for a minute. We've got to take some detours sometimes to get there. There's points to be made. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me... Now listen, this is the words of Jesus. This wasn't somebody working under what God had impressed upon them. So there ain't no... Uh, what's the term? Uh, loss in translation... This is directly from the Son of God. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in, my, in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. You know, the Bible doesn't actually tell you there that those people did those works. It doesn't actually tell you that those people really did prophesy. It doesn't tell you that they did these things really. It just says, didn't we do them? You know, it's like they're making a case here. Don't you remember when we did this and that? What I want y'all to understand today, and I mean, look, I'm I'm trying to speak this as humbly as I can. There is a whole lot of people today that want to play church. They want to play church. And guys, this ain't a game. This is not a game. In fact, if you were here on Sunday night, and I'm going to harp on that again, if you were here Sunday nights, you would know lately that we've been talking about the armor of God and about this spiritual warfare that we are in. But if you don't come every time the doors open... And look, I know there's sometimes you got to miss. But if you ain't here, you're missing out on what, what God's saying. See, this ain't the only time God speaks to His people. And it ain't just Sunday night either. But there's some people that play church. And they have this form of godliness. This facade on the outside. Man, if this hurts your feelings, I'm sorry. It's not my intention to hurt your feelings. This is straight from the Word. I'm reading to you. And I'm not trying to boast, y'all. I spend a whole lot of time doing stuff for the church. And you might say, well, you're the pastor. You should. And you're right. 
But last time I checked, I'm a Christian. And you're a Christian. You don't always have to be here at the church working. But there's work you could be doing somewhere. And I get the sneaking suspicion that there's a whole lot of people, and I ain't just picking on this congregation, but there's a whole lot of people in this world that want the benefits of being a Christian, but don't want to pay the price. See, there's a price to be paid. There's sacrifices to be made. Part of that is just being obedient to God. See, having a form of godliness does not indicate that you are godly. Being godly means that something's got to change. You can't stay the way you are and then be godly because the two don't coexist. If you're going to be godly, you've got to make changes in your life. You've got to accept that there are some things that you have to give up. There are some things that you have to set aside for a while. There's sometimes that the things of God take priority over the things of this world. Look, I work a full-time job also. There's sometimes I've got to put my job aside. Because you know what? My job is not my provider. My job is a means by which God provides for me. There's times I gotta tell them, no, I'm sorry. I can't be here. You know what? I gotta take off tomorrow. I may have to burn vacation days. I'm gonna have to take off because I got other things I gotta do. And look, I'm not against having to work late. I'm not against having to go in and work. And, and Brother John probably thinks I'm picking on him because he had to go in last night and work at 11 o'clock and didn't get home till about 3 this morning. But I'm not picking on him. you got to do it. In fact, look, he's here this morning. <clears throat> you know, there have been many times that if I wasn't the pastor, I would have probably said, you know what, I don't think I'm going to make it to church today. I just got off work at 3. I'm going to go home and go to bed. It's easy to do that, ain't it? It's easy to say, you know what, I am too tired. But you know what you're doing? is You're putting that worldly thing, that thing of the world that God uses to provide for you over the things of God. You're saying, this was more important. I had to go do this. Therefore, I can't come to church. That's choosing to serve the world. Joshua 24, 14, and 15. <clears throat> now therefore, fear the Lord. Y'all, Joshua did not pull any punches. Joshua had boldness that I yet don't fully understand. <clears throat> now therefore, fear the Lord. A lot of us need to just get that part right there. We don't even need to look at the rest of it yet because we don't understand that. Fear the Lord. How many of y'all know there is a reason to fear God? <clears throat> he holds your life in His hands. 
He Every little thing that you hold dear to your heart is in His hands. There is a reason to fear God. You say, well, I don't feel like I should be intimidated by... Look, He's the Creator of the universe. He spoke and things just happened. Yeah, I'm intimidated by Him. I fear Him. And I ain't talking about just respect. I fear God. You know, if He just kind of looked the wrong way, you would just disappear. Fear Him. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. Y'all ever heard that old saying? Actually, it's a scripture. I don't remember word for word, but everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. Put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve you the Lord. Now you say, well, that don't apply to me. I'm telling you today it does. There's somebody today probably out on the lake missing church. There's somebody that probably drove a few hundred miles and went to a game and missed church. That's serving another God. It definitely ain't serving the Lord, right? And you could say, well, that's not an idol, but I tell you what, it's not God. And he said, serve the Lord in sincerity and in truth. Verse 15, and if it seem evil unto you, Oh, I hate this, y'all. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose this day who you will serve. See, this breaks it down real simple, y'all. Real simple. And it it ought to remind you of something that we've probably all forgotten because God doesn't force His way on us like that. He expects us to just love Him and, and treat Him the way He ought to be treated. What He deserves. If it seem evil. Doesn't that seem just crazy? That it would seem evil to you to serve God? But, if you're not serving God and you're doing all this other stuff, maybe you need to stop and reevaluate the situation. Why is it you're not serving God? Is it because it seems evil to you? Is it because He ever done you wrong? Is it because He's caused problems in your life? Why is it you're not serving Him? That's what Joshua is saying here. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now I'm here to tell you all today, my house is going to serve the Lord. And I've heard people ask me questions before. What if your daughter goes off to college and comes home and says that she's a homosexual? What are you going to do with her? I'm going to tell you right now, she's not living in my house. I'm going to love her. I'm not going to just tell her don't ever come back, but she's not staying in my house. She's not going to be a part of of my household and not serve God. 
You see, there is a way you bring a child up, and I want y'all to get this real deep in you, okay? I want you to understand, you can send your kids wherever they want to go, but that don't make it right just because they want to go. And it's your responsibility as a parent to bring those kids up the way they should go. That don't mean they'll go that way, but it's your responsibility to bring them up that way. Do you really think it's wise to let even a teenager that thinks they know everything but knows nothing choose their own spiritual destiny? Does that make any sense? Don't even know what the Word says about anything and we're going to let them choose where they want to go to church. We're going to let them choose whose youth group they attend. Even though we don't agree with the doctrine of the church. Have y'all ever heard of a sin of omission? It's basically a sin of not doing what you should have done. I'm here to tell y'all today, by, by not choosing to serve God, it's just as bad as choosing to serve some other God. By not doing what you know is right, you might as well have not done anything. You might as well go serve Satan. Go to the church of Satan. In fact, I would have to believe it's probably going to be better for you. Because in Revelations where he's talking about the church of Laodicea, he said, I would rather that you were hot or cold. Pick one. Don't have a form of godliness, but all the meanwhile, you're doing something else. You know why? Why is that so much worse? Because you are being detrimental to what the church, those that truly follow Christ, those that choose to serve God, are trying to accomplish. Because people look at you and they group you with everybody else and they say, man, them Christians are sorry. They're two-faced. They're backbiters. They're heady, high-minded, proud, blasphemers. I don't want to be a part of that. They say they serve God, but I see them doing all kinds of stuff to the contrary. I ask y'all today to... Choose today who you're going to serve. And stick with it. Stick with it. Look, make a decision and go that way. Don't be one of these flip-floppers. Don't be wishy-washy. Unstable in all your ways. You know why I can preach this stuff to you today? Because I've been through it. I fight the battle all the time. And see, it's a battle. If I wasn't fighting it, I would be in the same boat saying I'm a Christian, but not serving God. See, there's a difference in being a Christian and serving God. One indicates work. One indicates effort. But being a Christian and serving God two vastly different things. A title is nothing 
I don't want to be... Look, I want y'all to understand this because you may say, well, I don't know if this really applies to me. Well, listen, if there is even a remote chance that I'm right, don't you think it needs to be addressed? If there's even a remote chance that you may be standing before Jesus one day and He says, "Uh -uh, I don't even know who you are. Out with you. Man, don't, don't you want somebody to warn you of that? Don't you want somebody to convict you a little bit and say, you know what, I need to change my ways. Unfortunately, those things fit me. I need to do something different. That's all I'm trying to do today. I don't, I don't want to hurt you, but I'm a, I also want to see you do better. I want to see you grow. I want to see you change. And my biggest concern right now is that, that I'm going to end up being one of these people and I don't want to go that way. Don't want to do it. I want to choose to serve God and I want to serve Him in sincerity and truth. And you know what that means? Like I said a while ago, it means change. I ain't talking about politics. I'm not talking about some new plan that we're going to put in place. I'm talking about real change. And that only comes by repentance. It only comes by you saying, God, I'm through. You do what you want to do. Use me. There's no greater honor than to be used by God. No greater honor. And if you've ever been there, if you've ever been in that position where God took you and used you and, and you see people blessed for it, man, there ain't no better feeling. I stand in awe all the time. And I think about God just taking me. I mean, look, I'm nothing. I'm so far from anything that it's not even funny. But God chose to use me. And that is, man, it's such an honor. And I start thinking about how He saw potential in me. But you know what? It wasn't just He saw potential. He put the potential there. See, over in uh, Jeremiah, He says, I know my plans for you. That they're for good and not for evil. To give you an expected end. You know what that tells me? It tells me when God designed me, that He created me with the, the, the potential that He wanted me to have. And then He called me and said, come do this. And I'm sitting there thinking, see, the thing that really blows my mind is He saw stuff in me I didn't know was there. He saw things in me I didn't know I was capable of. And see, we sit around sometimes, you think, I can't serve God because I have no special abilities. Y'all, He created you. He knows what you're capable of even if you don't. It doesn't matter what you understand about something. And I'm going to get that through your head before we're done. It does not matter what you understand even about your own self. Because God can make something happen that was never possible. God can bring things out of you you didn't know He put in you to start with. But it takes serving Him in sincerity and in truth. Choosing to serve God and then actually serving Him. 
See, there's a whole lot of us that choose God. And then we go on about our business. That ain't the way it works. And if any preacher's ever told you that, they are a flat-out liar. That is not the way it works. You choose to serve God, and then you let Him begin to make changes in your life. You begin to seek Him in sincerity and truth, looking towards something that is not, maybe not yet come to pass, but it's on the horizon. And you keep looking and pressing and searching Him out until you find where it is you need to be. And He'll use you. He'll take you and use you. All it takes is you being available. And when you're tied up with everything in this world, you're not available. When you got too many other irons in the fire, you say, look man, i got to make a living. Is God that small? Is God that small? That they can't wait till Monday? You say, man, if I don't go to work, we don't eat. Look, God is bigger than your job. God can provide from you. Listen, y'all heard it before. You say, okay, well, this is the only door I got to walk through. This is the way I got to go. What you don't understand is God can make a door over here that goes a different direction. God can make a door right here in this floor that goes a different direction if He wants to. God is not limited by what you understand about Him. God is not limited by what this world and your boss tells you is necessary for you to get a paycheck and provide for your family. He is not limited by those things. Y'all believe what I'm telling you? Don't just pay me lip service. I don't want me, I don't want yes men. Do you believe what I'm telling you? Then let's let's do something about that then. Let's live differently. I'm preaching to myself, y'all. I'm preaching to myself as much as I am you. Let's live differently. We're a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. But yeah, but I gotta go to work. Yeah, but you know, we got tickets to this game and it's kinda, you know, we don't get to go that much. A royal priesthood and you gotta miss church to go to a football game? A chosen generation? Y'all know what chosen generation means? You know what royal priesthood means? But you're dependent on your job. I don't depend on my job, y'all. I wouldn't care, honestly. I don't know about y'all. I like what I do, but I wouldn't care if I didn't have to go back tomorrow. If I could help it. Right? It'd suit me just fine if God found another way to provide. That'd be awesome. But I'm going to keep going until He tells me not to. My job's not my provider. Jehovah Jireh. Hmm? Jehovah Jireh. I wish people still named places like that. I wish people... See, back then in the Old Testament, 
People would give names to places based on something that happened there. Something that had transpired. You don't see people do that anymore. Abraham called that place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord has provided. Man, it's power. I guarantee you every time he walked past that mountain, he's like Jehovah Jireh. God provided for me. Somebody needs to, y'all need to start naming some events in your life. You need to start remembering who God is. You need to start remembering the, the greatness and power that He has. The wealth that's immeasurable. You understand that? Think of yourself as God's employee, not your work's employee. Whoever they are. That's just His method. He may find another one. He may have somebody just come and hand you a paycheck. I don't know. He's done it before. See, He ain't going to deal with you like that when you don't serve Him. So choose today who you're going to serve.